not only build credibility, but create value for people. If you're an unknown person, push yourself out there into the marketplace. Get on biggerpockets.com, answer questions, create as much value as you can. Don't do so much of the, hey, this is what I'm currently doing, invest in it. Best ever listeners, wouldn't it be nice to have a $2 million pre-approval line of credit? Ah, Just think about that. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? How would that help you get more deals done? Because when you submit a pre-approval line of credit with your offer on a fix and flip house, do you think it's going to stand out more? I think so. And our friends at Fun That Flip, you know Fun That Flip, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show before many times. He's a friend of mine. He's also the owner of Fun That Flip and they're a sponsor of today's episode. What they're doing is they're giving a $2 million pre-approval line of credit up to $2 million pre-approval line of credit for qualified buyers. And my gosh, in this competitive buying market, sellers prefer to sell to buyers who have a high likelihood of closing, right? Makes sense. Well, use this pre-approval line of credit from Fund That Flip, and that will signal to the seller that you're the real deal and you'll be able to close quickly. It's free. All you got to do is go to fundthatflip.com. You've got to qualify that you have prior experience and there's a process, but it's free and you need to go to fundthatflip.com to get the pre-approval line of credit because this is a way that's going to help your short-term rehab loan happen because you're going to get the deal for the property where you need the short-term rehab loan. Go to fundthatflip.com and get that pre-approval line of credit for up to $2 million. Best ever listeners, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We cut it out. We don't do it. We only talk about the best real estate investing advice that moves your business forward. With us today, we got Sterling White. How you doing, Sterling? Hello, hello, world. Welcome to the world's most interesting podcast. About to get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, my God. See, I normally like to set the bar low and then <laughs> barely exceed expectations. But now now I've, you've just shattered my model, and now we've got to really step up our game. But that's okay. I'm up to it, and I know you are too. A little bit about Sterling, and then he'll get into it more detail. He is the co-founder of Holdfolio, which is a real estate crowdfunding platform. He's a buy-and-hold investor specializing in single-family homes in Indianapolis, Indiana, and his plan is to expand Holdfolio to manage 1,000-plus single-family homes throughout the nation. You can say hi to him and his company at Holdfolio.com. With that being said, Sterling, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yes, yes. So uh, kind of starting from my early childhood, I've always been into the whole entrepreneurship type of realm, you know, selling Kool-Aid to different kids around the, the school and you know, I really started to scale operations and get other kids underneath me uh, that were also selling the candy to other kids as well and then bringing back the money to me. And then kind of fast forwarding to things, you know, I really got started in the whole real estate realm about in my late teens in which, I mean, real estate is definitely uh, one of the best ways to build wealth ultimately and I found a mentor that I was able to shadow behind. And for your 
listeners, you know, even if you're really looking to get into real estate, having a mentor is great to have. And one of the things I would recommend doing if you can't find one, let's say at a local real estate meetup, um, well, if you do find one, actually, you can even offer your services for free. And, you know, that will really get your help in the door. You can pull so much knowledge from that person. And then from working with that uh, mentor, I was able to uh, purchase my first single family home and then kind of branched off from that love single family home space. And then that's when I had met my partner, Jacob, now at the current company, Holdfolio. And then the rest is history. Okay. And you said late teens. Is that when you bought your first single family house? I didn't purchase my first single family home until about 22. And that was with my mentor. And I had no money in the deal at that point. And I still retain equity. Okay. Do you still have the house? Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. You you do. You still have the house. How old are you now? 25 and a half. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) 25 and a half. I guarantee you a 40-year-old would never say they're 40 and a half. I guarantee you that. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay. So you still have that house. Let's talk about that deal. And then I want to talk a little bit about Holdfolio. That deal in particular, it was your first deal. Did you find it? Is that the value you added? Yes. So uh, basically, I found someone. We actually worked out at the same gym. I did CrossFit and I approached him because I did hear him talking about some type of construction because he was a commercial developer here in Indianapolis. And I heard him talking about single families. And I said, hey, well, I'm actually looking to the single family home space as well, because at that time I was getting my hands dirty in the whole construction And I said, what I'll do is I know you're you're currently busy because he was uh, he owns apartment buildings. And I said, if I bring you a deal, could I retain equity within that deal and just get a piece of the cash flow that comes out each and every month? He said, if it's a good enough deal, sure. Why not? So uh, that's essentially what I had brought to the table. And I think I, I just started not only driving for dollars, I started throwing out signs everywhere as well as doing direct mail. And I found a a deal of a lifetime is what I would call it. It was a phenomenal deal. Brought it to him. And uh, the rest was then from there. What are the numbers on this deal? The numbers on this specific house was, uh, I believe we were about 40K all in to the property. And that's with uh, purchase price as well as rehab. And the fair market on the house was about 65, 70. So there was equity, and then we rented it for about eight fifty, and uh, we actually believe that's a little under the market rent. But yes, that's how that broke down. How much ownership do you have in the deal? Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Got it. So it got your feet wet. And did you get any fees at closing, or was all of your profit built into the profits on an ongoing basis with the rent? The second point that you okay. mentioned. Got it. All right. Cool. So you've got that first deal, and then how many deals thereafter did you do until you started with your co-founder, Holdfolio? Actually, I met my partner at a seminar in which he was in the operations in which I slowly moved into those operations as well as the buying and selling of about hundreds of turnkey properties here in Indianapolis. Uh So we did work with that provider. So we had well over 100 deals under our belt from 
purchasing the asset, renovating the asset, and then selling it to an uh, uh, outside investor. So I want to make sure I'm understanding this. So you did one deal, then you and your partner came together and worked with a turnkey operator. Is that right? Well, I did several other deals with okay. that same mentor. Okay. Um, we actually how many roughly? We did two. Fine hold. We just did two. Actually. Two. Okay. Yeah. So you uh-huh. did the first one, then you did one more. Yes, right okay. across the street. And then that's when I met my partner at a uh, a seminar in which he was already working with that operator that did the turnkey model. And then that's when I saw that uh, him and I, this was about two years ago, uh-huh. and I saw what they were doing and completely fell in love with it and just stopped by the office and was in there consistently. And then that's when I got in the involvement of you know helping to acquire those properties and uh, a little bit of the, not so much on the sell side, but more on the acquisitions. Okay. Your partner was working with the operator at the time, which was a, a turnkey company, right? Is that, yes. is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. What was your, what service was your partner providing that turnkey company? Yeah. Are you saying the specific company name or? No, no. What service? Like what, uh, what were you doing for them? Acquisitions. Acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So finding properties Correct. and then sending it to them and then they would do the rehab, they'd rent it out, and then they'd go find a buyer for it, and then they'd manage it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you met your partner at a seminar. What was the seminar? It was just a seminar briefly going over uh, the logistics of real estate in the single-family home space. Okay. Any famous sure. person or any person conduct it that we would know? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Okay. All right, uh, that's actually. fine. I was just curious. Was that in Indianapolis? Yes, that was in okay. Indianapolis. They were a representative from, I believe, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Cool. There you go. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> All right. So you you met your partner at the seminar. Were you sitting next to each other? No. The operator actually brought Jacob on stage to oh. talk about his story. Mm. Okay. And, and what was Jacob's story at the time that was, what was like the impressive part of the story? You don't have to tell me the whole story, but what was the, what was the part that was, the audience was like, oh, okay, that's, that's really great. From the audience or from me? Uh, okay, yeah, for you. Okay. I, well, you were in the audience, so I figured it would be the oh, same, gotcha. but yeah, either one. I think I really just had this vision, and I, I think I've heard you talk about it as well as I was really wanting to branch from my current mentor and kind of really start my own thing because I felt I was stagnant with what he was doing, and I really wanted to you know, grow and scale and build something on my own. And then Jacob comes on stage and this was absolutely the perfect person, I would say, to complement all of the skills I was weak in. So he was talking about how he really loves numbers, really loves spreadsheets. He's more of an introvert and everything. I'm not so good at numbers. I'm more of an extrovert. And it was just the perfect match. And I just felt that from when he was on stage talking. It's interesting how all that came about. But his responsibilities were the acquisition of properties, even with those skill sets. Okay, so I imagine he had a methodical process down that he was using to get those those properties for the provider. Oh yes. Okay. Uh All right. Spreadsheets. So you went up to him afterwards. You two ended up partnering. At that point, you were finding properties for this turnkey company. How much? What? How much were you getting paid per deal? Mm, probably a standard between four to six thousand, I'd say, depending on how big the spread was. Okay. So you were finding deals, and how are you finding them? 
We were doing direct mail. We were doing the signs, just simply hiring people to put the signs throughout the city. Mm -hmm. And as well as a little bit of door knocking sometimes, which is pretty bold. But (laughs) Out of direct mail signs and door knocking, what was the most cost effective? I'd say at the time it was the signs. But right now, I feel what we're currently doing with direct mail is so much more effective as well as the postcards. Okay. You're considering direct mail separate from postcards? Because what we're starting to do now is when we get some of these postcards back, the ones that the person's not there at that address no longer or it just comes back bad, we actually dig a little bit more to find those owners. Okay. How do you do that? Google. (laughs) Google. And also, some of these people are baby boomers, so you can simply go into whitepages.com and then either just type in their name, and then sometimes it'll just simply be a landline that comes up. Mm. Is there a paid website that you use to find them? Not at this point. That's a great no. point. Okay. I'm <laughs> uh, just curious. All right. So now let's transition to the present with Holdfolio. I mentioned in the intro, because that was in your bio, that the plan is to expand Holdfolio to manage 1,000-plus single-family homes throughout the nation. How many homes right now does your company manage? We're about at 45, and actually that goal has uh, actually skyrocketed at this point because we're looking to expand into multifamily. So uh, realistically, we would like to be around, I don't know, between three to 4,000 units is what we would really like to get at. Uh, And that's by year five. Do you have any multifamily right now? We have the duplex. Okay, so you manage 45 homes right now. When we say manage, is that property manage? Yes, we built our own property management company. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, so I want to make sure I'm understanding what Holdfolio is because we just talked about it being a property management company. But in the bio you wrote, and I read, a real estate crowdfunding platform. Is it also a crowdfunding platform? Yes. So we have the main company, which is Holdfolio, and then Holdfolio owns the management company. Okay. So Holdfolio is basically the the big brand that's out there, as well as that's our whole platform to where investors can go and invest through the simple click of a button in portfolios that we currently own. Okay. Okay. So... How many properties have been funded through Holdfolio? Right now, about 20. 20 properties, all Indianapolis? Yes, and we do portfolios of 10. And you do portfolios of 10, so two offerings, basically. Yes, that is correct. Okay, cool. And how much money in total has been put in to fund these two offerings of 20 total properties? A little under a million. Okay. And where do you find that you're getting the investors from? We really love the Bigger Pockets platform. And this is what I would tell people is to not only build credibility, but create value for people. If you're an unknown person, push yourself out there into the marketplace. Get on biggerpockets.com, answer questions, create as much value as you can. Don't do so much of the hey, this is what I'm currently doing, invest in it. So that's always been my standpoint, and I hope that would be to some value to your best listeners. Okay. So your primary focus for getting new investors on 
your platform is to add value through bigger pockets, right? Yes, and I'm actually a contributor on that platform as well. So I write anywhere between three to four blogs a week, as well as we have a really great organic, um, what do you call that? When people are searching for investments, we actually show up in the organic Google search engine. So okay. our content marketing is doing really well and also our on-page SEO. When they search for XYZ, you're at the top. What is XYZ? It's usually for non-accredited investors is one thing. Okay. Or investments for non-accredited investors. Okay. But we also attract both accredited and non-accredited. Mm -hmm. How does your company make money? We do make money by actually retaining equity in each one of the portfolios that we bring to market. Okay. So anywhere between uh, 20 to 30 percent. And that essentially, we look at that at scale. So we're looking to get to a point to where we're opening a portfolio per month. So you look at big picture, you have between 20 to 30 percent and 12 different portfolios a year. Then there is where we make our revenue. Okay. And are you managing those properties too? Oh, yes. Because what we did formerly with the whole turnkey route is, you know, you sell a turnkey property and you manage it. You make all your profit up front, but basically the surplus is what you can call it. So what we do now is we just keep the interest in line and just retain equity and manage the properties. So from that standpoint, we're incentivized to make the properties perform and get good deals. And do you also take a property management fee? We go with the standard uh, 10% on Ten, that. 10% of, of collected rent? Uh-huh. The gross, correct. Okay, cool. I want to dig into that because that's, that's interesting. A, a, a new model that I don't think I've seen before where you have a crowdfunding platform and you take equity in the offering and then you manage it. So it's, it's like a quasi turnkey provider, but using crowdfunding to do it. So let's see, how do you pay for the portfolio of properties if you haven't funded it through the crowd yet? We have our own capital and also a little bit of uh, friends and friends that we use essentially for operating just to purchase these properties. Okay. So for, let's take the last 10 group that you did. How much in total was that? We'll be all into the properties with purchase price as well as rehab between 300000 and 310. And then we'll do a raise probably, uh, a last raise we did was about 345000 Okay, and what's the what's sense. the difference between or I know I can do the math, but why the difference? <laughs> that essentially goes to a lot of our legal costs. So I actually saw recently you had Mr. Mark Roderick on not a podcast, but one of your YouTube videos. Yep. And he's not, I would say, affordable. He's definitely expensive, which is great because mm -hmm. we want to make sure all of our I's and T's are crossed. So a lot of that small little spread goes to that legal side of things. Okay. So you and your partner buy the properties and then you fix them up and then you do the raise after you buy them and fix them up? And also get them fully rented. And get them fully rented. Interesting. Okay. And you get them fully rented. So you buy them, you fix them up, you get them fully rented, then you offer up to the investors an opportunity to passively invest in this portfolio. Correct. At uh, virtually the same price that we're into them. 
So they have a little bit of equity as well in the event of an exit, per se. Okay. Do you structure it as a preferred return or anything like that? Straight equity at this point. Straight equity. Okay. And then your company manages it. You get the management fee. You oversee the, the process. How do they get in and out of the deal if they need to? We do have quarterly disbursements that we do disperse out to the investors. But to answer your question, if they do need to get out, we do have liquidity options. So you can virtually think of us as like a personalized single family home REIT without, of course, the volatility. But there's not if you want to get out, you can't do it through the simple click of a button and then boom, within uh, a couple of minutes, you'd be able to exit. But we do have options. So the first one, the company has the first right of refusal to purchase your ownership. And the second is we simply matchmake with others in our network to purchase your ownership as well. Got it. Same, same thing with my deals with uh, multifamily syndications. Makes sense. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Uh, I would say be self-aware is my biggest piece of advice. The things that you're good at and the things that you are weak at. And if you really want to get big, which is another advice of mine too, is don't think small, think big, huge, go for the gold. And going back to the first point is just trying to figure out what you're weak at or don't per se like to do and then put people in place to kind of offset those skills. You ready for the best ever lightning round? All right, let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, if you're looking to take control of your retirement and you have a 401k or IRA, then check out Sense Financial. It's S-E-N-S-E financial.com. They offer you the chance to take control of your retirement accounts through the self-directed 401k and IRA programs. You can request your free consultation at sensefinancial.com. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done? I purchased a property for 15000 put 10 into it, and rented it for 900 Best ever personal growth experience, and what'd you learn from it? Hmm. I'd say from Grant Cardone... And I learned the magic of just simply thinking big, not thinking small. (laughs) Best ever book you've read? Maverick Mindset by Doug Hall. Best ever way you like to give back? I am a mentor with the organization Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I have a little that I basically mentor that is 14 years old. So I devote my time to that. And I also sit on their main committee as well to give back to the community. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? Thinking too small. (laughs) Originally. (laughs) And what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? On Facebook at Sterling White. You can find me on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, Fan page. Fan page. (laughs) All right. right. Sounds good. And also, you know, holdfolio.com. There's a link to that in the show notes page. Sterling, thank you for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice as well as your experience building your business with your business partner and getting up and running as a 22-year-old when you first got started. I know you're 25 and a half 
now, but as a 22 year old, when you first got started and you had no money and you found a deal for the mentor that you were working with, 40K all in, how'd you find it? Was that a Craigslist thing? I believe that was actually from a direct mail piece, actually. Direct mail piece. So you were sending out direct mail mm-hmm. and you clearly had in the back of your mind or maybe the front of your mind, I'm spending money. I'm not getting anything right now in return. Oh, yeah. How much did you spend? Do you remember before you actually closed on the deal? Mm, maybe two to three hundred bucks or so. Okay. Two to three. All that out. And I was manually writing everything. Yeah, clearly. If you're only spending <laughs> two to three hundred, then you were obviously, there was some manual labor involved. That's okay. for sure. But making it happen, getting it done. And then interestingly, taking equity ownership in the deal and it's fifth you got 15% for making that happen. Did you go back and forth on the negotiations on that or did he yeah. offer it or did you offer it? How'd that uh, happen? Well, so originally I was thinking just to take some finder's fee. Uh-huh. But of course at that time I was thinking more long-term and big picture, so that's when I actually proposed the 15%. He said fine. Cool. So we went with that. <laughs> cool. It's really interesting. I love having conversations with investors because new structures come up almost every <laughs> single call. We're like, oh, I never thought about structuring it that way. Best ever listeners, there's another way you can structure a deal if you're getting started or even if you're a wholesaler right now and you're looking for ways to stop being on the mouse wheel. It's just like- the rat, a, race. Rat, rat Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was thinking of the hamster running on a wheel. So oh. the hamster wheel, because that's what we do if, if we're a wholesaler or a fix and flipper we're just constantly going from one deal to the next. Whereas if we have, if we retain ownership in deals, then we start having our money work for us instead of constantly having to work for the money. And then talking about how you got into Holdfolio and the business model behind that, really interesting stuff, how you make money on it as well. So I'm glad we got into details. So thanks so much for being on the show, Sterling. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Oh yeah, dream big, you guys, dream big. Best ever listeners, if you're looking to take control of your retirement and you have a 401k or IRA, then check out Sense Financial. It's S-E-N-S-E financial.com. They offer you the chance to take control of your retirement accounts through the self-directed 401k and IRA programs. You can request your free consultation at sensefinancial.com.